0: Haley, Catherine, do you know how we got our podcast started so fast? How? We use the Anchor app. What's the Anchor app? Well, it's a really cool app. It's completely free and it'll distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more.
1: Wow, it literally does all the work for you pretty much. Basically.
0: Yeah, and you can make money on your podcast. It's free. It's completely free. Anything you need to make your podcast will be all on Anchor.
1: Wow, they're more dependable than anyone in my life so i mean
0: (laughs) you said it (laughs) um so if you guys are interested in starting a podcast download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started that's a-n-c-h-o-r.fm to get started thanks
1: find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network Hey podcast lovers, my name is Haley and I run the Doe Identify podcast. I have been passionate about helping the unidentified get their names back ever since I found out I lived within miles of where Sherry Ann Jarvis, formerly known as the Walker County Jane Doe, was found. In my podcast, I tell the stories and provide information about unidentified people in hopes of reaching their loved ones and getting their names back. So come join me and help me advocate for these people. You never know, you could recognize someone's story.
0: what's up you guys hey what's up you guys how y'all doing hope you guys had a great week as you know it's campfire week so we're gonna hop into some campfire stories that we we got here for you
1: yes (laughs) (laughs) great (laughs) okay bye guys so you're not get I was gonna be like so you're not gonna get this long chaotic intro that you normally do because we just jump straight into the snap Boosh. the crackle fire yeah. Ooh. We, so we sometimes give them an intro so just <laughs> just go to youtube type in campfire on that search bar put it on your screen make sure it's the asmr version of the high crackles. Yeah. And just listen.
0: There's crackle sounds in the background of this episode, so they don't need to turn on the sound. Okay. Sit back.
1: Relax. Start a fire. (laughs) Get in your underwear. (laughs) Get naked. Pour a glass of wine. (laughs) Do whatever you do. Do you, baby? I don't know some risky business in, <laughs> just in the white top yeah. sliding across the floor <laughs>
0: listening to dumb scary stories. Well, um, just, yeah,
1: just listen to our soothing voices. Our soothing voices. I don't know. Maybe, maybe this voice is a new look for me. Haley's slightly ill. Ill, yeah. It's not contagious. Sorry I'm, I'm on a lot of antibiotics, but... It has also caused my throat to be extremely raw and it hurts. Mm -hmm. And today today I was told I sound like a man. So So we have a new guest on the show.
0: (laughs) His name is Halsenberg. Halsenberg. (laughs) (laughs) We hope you have a great week this week. And we hope that you enjoy our spooky stories. So sit back, relax, grab a snack and get spooked,
1: Get spooky! And we'll see you in your nightmares. <laughs> so I worked as a cashier at a grocery store. There was a guy, who would always come through my line to chat with me. This wasn't too unusual because a lot of customers had favorite cashiers. We would small talk, nothing too crazy, until one day, he asked, What time are you off? I smiled and sarcastically replied, Off? What are you talking about? They don't let me leave. This was a typical response because I'm paranoid and would never tell some rando when I was off work. I finished cashing him out and he took his items and said, I guess I'll just have to wait in the parking lot. It was hard to tell if he was joking, but I shrugged it off as he walked away. I continued my shift and a few hours later, I clocked out. Thankfully, it was still light out and the parking lot was pretty busy. I heard a voice call out to me from behind me and I glanced back. It was the customer. He literally waited until I got off. He said, I thought they didn't let you leave. He jogged to catch up to me. I slowed down in efforts to get rid of him before we got to my car. I politely laughed and said, they let me go because of good behavior. I had almost completely stopped to finish the conversation. I didn't want to walk him directly to my car in case he was trying to follow me. He said, well, where are you off to now? I said, oh, I just have some errands to run. He said, Do you work tomorrow? I said, "Uh, I'm unsure. I'd have to check my schedule. Speaking of, I forgot to grab something in the store. I turned around and started walking back to the store. Because I'm paranoid and anxiety ridden, I had a coworker drive my car to the back of the store so I could leave out the back and avoid him. I know that seems extreme, but I've watched too many true crime documentaries. Another coworker said the guy was still outside later that evening. I called my manager and asked if I could be moved off the front end to a non-customer facing role. They moved me to the stocking team in the back of the store. I only stayed at this job for about a month before quitting. I'm not sure what that guy had in store for me, but I wasn't interested in finding out.
0: When I was 15, I had a sleepover on my birthday. Me and my two best friends, Stacey and Brooke, were having a relatively normal night. Brooke had asked if we had ever done a Ouija board. Stacy and I both shook our heads no. My parents were pretty religious and warned me about things like that. That didn't change the fact that I was actually interested from what I'd seen in movies and books. Brooke pulled a Ouija board out of her bag and set it on the coffee table in between us. She looked at both of us asking, wanna play? We both silently agreed by placing our hands on the planchette. Brooke carried the interact, placing her hands on the planchette Moving it in circles, is anyone with us tonight?" she asked. I couldn't help but smirk because her line sounded so cliché, but my smile dropped as soon as the planchette moved on the board to yes. My heart started racing and my stomach twisted in a knot. Brooke continued, can you tell us your name? Nothing happened for what seemed like forever. I didn't notice that I was holding my breath until I gasped when the planchette moved to the letter C and the letter J cj i said out loud what kind of ghost name is that brooke said could be initials sometimes it takes a lot of effort for spirits to move in the physical world maybe cj is all they could do we continued to ask cj questions we learned that supposedly cj was a girl and she was 18 when she died and she died by drowning as we asked questions the answers came few and far between we assumed that maybe she had gotten too tired to continue we decided to stop Brooke made sure that we slid the planchette down to goodbye to close the session and took the planchette off the board. I couldn't stop thinking about CJ for the rest of the night, even after we had decided to go to bed. I was wide awake. I was pretty skeptical. I knew my mind wasn't going to be settled until I knew for sure it was real. At this point, I didn't know what mistake I was going to make, but I was naive. I quietly got out of my sleeping bag and pulled out the board. I placed my hand on the planchette and began moving the planchette in a circle, and I whispered, CJ, are you there? I stared at the planchette, nothing moved. I almost gave up until the planchette began to slide across the board to yes. My jaw dropped open and I knew it had been real. I heard footsteps walking down the stairs. I looked at the clock and noticed it was 4.30 a.m. when my mom wakes up. I leave the planchette on top of the board and I slide it under the couch. And I know what you're asking, no, I did not say goodbye. I rushed to get back into my sleeping bag and closed my eyes as soon as my mom walked through the door. Now I know anyone who knows anything about Ouija boards is probably shaking their heads as they count all the mistakes I made in such a short time. I played the board alone, I left the planchette on top of the board, and I never said goodbye. Little did I know, these mistakes would literally haunt me for years. I have countless stories about CJ I can send you if you want.
1: I was 15 the first time I experienced sleep paralysis. I woke up in the middle of the night, my eyes shot open and I was lying on my back. I had the most uneasy feeling and I could hear a tapping coming from the corner of my room. My heart started racing as I tried to lift my head and I couldn't move or make a sound. I started to panic. I felt a dark, threatening presence around me but I couldn't look to see my surroundings. It felt like the darkness was swallowing my bed, and I wasn't able to get out of it. I felt a heavy pressure on my chest, and I felt like I was suffocating. I don't know how long I was in this state, but it felt like hours of hearing the sounds of rustling through my room in complete darkness. When I finally woke up, I was drenched in sweat and shaking. I got up off my bed and felt sore. like. I had completed a full body workout. I was beyond exhausted. I tried to begin my day as normal. I went to the bathroom to take a shower. As I was drying off with my towel, my back began to sting. I turned to the mirror and I had scratches across my back. I was scared and confused at this point as I remember I was on my back during my sleep paralysis experience and alone in my bed. I never found an explanation for these marks on my back. I've had countless experiences with sleep paralysis through my childhood. I'm pretty certain that the house I lived in was haunted, because as soon as I moved out everything stopped. My family always told me my experiences were my head, but I know what I've seen. Even my friends and my high school girlfriend had experiences there.
0: When I was in college, my two friends and I had an apartment close to campus. We weren't really the partying type. We were all working our way through college. Uh, But we had been invited to a few parties one night. And I had convinced my roommates that we were not fully embracing the college experience. So we got ready and we Ubered out to the first party. The night was relatively normal for three drunk college girls. You know, screaming, woohoo, taking shots, and chatting with guys. We had arrived at the last house party of the night. I was talking to this guy and did a quick scan across the room to keep tags on my roommates. One roommate was on the couch with a guy and another roommate was petting one of the house pets in the party. We ended up leaving the party at 3am and we Ubered back to our apartment. We stumbled up to our door and I was digging in my purse to find my key. I pushed open the door and we piled into the apartment, locked the door I said as I stumbled out to my room. Sometime later, I woke up to rustling in the kitchen. I looked at the time and it was about 4am. I thought it was just one of my roommates and I called out, hello? Just then, I hear someone bolt out of the apartment slamming the door behind them. I grabbed my phone and I sat up and looked out the window watching a man run run from the apartment into a silver car. I called the police and went to wake up my roommates. After walking through the apartment, the man had stolen two laptops that we had out in the living room. Unfortunately, the police never found anything, and nothing else happened in the remaining time in the apartment. I still hate hearing bumps in the night, and I can't imagine what would have happened if I hadn't startled the intruder. Hi there, nerdlings. I'm Ash.
1: And I'm Nat. We're the host of Time Nerds, a podcast that focuses on lesser-known investigations, unsolved cases, serial killers, and small-town crimes. Join us as we pick up our flashlights and begin our search for answers as we venture down those dark true crime paths together.
0: Join us every Sunday as we explore the nature of these often heinous and heartbreaking cases. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can visit our website at crimetimenerds.com or follow our social media platforms. Don't forget to trust your gut, and we hope you join us each and every week.